Good evening. It is good to be in the community tonight, in the house of the Lord tonight, with fellow believers who have a heart for Jesus. And uh, it is good to to give thanks. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given us Jesus Christ, His Son. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks unto the Holiness, Holy One because He has given us Jesus Christ, His Son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. And let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us. And now let the weak say, I am strong. And let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Historians are all over the place when it comes to this day. This day of giving thanks, Thanksgiving. Obviously, we are all somewhat clued in to what many consider to be the first community celebration of somewhat like we're doing, I guess, tonight. The the first community celebration of Thanksgiving in 1621 at Plymouth. But today, when you ask, uh, what does Thanksgiving mean to you? There are several replies. It it would obviously be considered a, a family holiday A day of giving thanks, but turkey kind of gets in there, baked, deep fried, roasted, with several added trimmings, stuffing, mashed potatoes, corn, cranberry sauce, and pumpkin pie, perhaps along with a Macy Day Parade, and head-to-head football. For, for some historians, the debate is still on whether the feast at Plymouth really constituted the, the first Thanksgiving in the United States. There are indeed recorded ceremonies of thanks among European settlers in North America that predate the Pilgrim celebration. In 1565, for instance, the Spanish explorer Pedro Menendez de Avila invited members of the local Timucua tribe to a dinner in St. Augustine, Florida. After, of course, holding worship to thank God for his crew's safe arrival. On December 4th of 1619, when 38 British settlers reached a site known as Berkeley 100 on the banks of Virginia's Jane River, they read a proclamation designated the date as a day of thanksgiving To Almighty God. And then back to that giving a thanks moment in 1621. The pilgrims, also known as separatists, having broken from the Church of England in 1607, they had departed England almost a year prior. On the three-masted ship most of us know as the Mayflower. In September of 1620, 
the Mayflower left Plymouth, England, carrying 102 passengers. An assortment of people, they were religious separatists seeking a new home for where they could freely practice their faith, their belief in God, and they were lured by the possibility of perhaps prosperity and new land ownership in the new world. After a treacherous and uncomfortable crossing that lasted 66 days, they dropped anchor near the tip of Cape Cod, far north of their intended destination at the mouth of the Hudson River. And one month later, the Mayflower crossed the Massachusetts Bay where pilgrims, as they are commonly known, began the work of establishing a village at Plymouth. It was a brutal first winter. Uh, Some tell us, arriving in Pittsfield just a year ago, uh, Pastor, you have experienced one of the most brutal winters we have had in a long time. Well, folks, we have experienced nothing like their brutal first winter. Most of those colonists remained on board the ship where they suffered from exposure, where they experienced intense cold, disease, scurvy, and outbreaks of all kinds of contagious material. And only half of the Mayflower's original passengers and crew lived to see their first New England spring. Uh, Pastors tonight, can you just imagine fall comes, hard winter, and half your members are gone by spring. That was their experience. In, in March, the remaining settlers, they, they moved ashore where they received an astonishing visit from an Indian who greeted them in English. Several days later, he returned with another Native American by the name of Squanto, who had been kidnapped by an English sea captain and sold into slavery before escaping to London and then returning back to his homeland in America on an exploratory expedition. Squanto then taught the pilgrims, weakened by malnutrition and illness, how to cultivate corn, extract sap from maple trees, catch fish in the rivers, and hunt deer, and avoid a poisonous plants. He also helped the settlers forge an alliance with the tribe, the Wampanaog. I'm not sure I'm saying that exactly right. Some of you scholars who have uh, done very well in school probably know it a lot better than I do. My speech therapist needs to help me at this moment. They were a local tribe, which 
would endure in a relationship with these pilgrims for the next 50 years. It it tragically remains one of the very few examples of harmony between the European colonists and Native Americans. And then it was November of 1621. After the pilgrims' first corn harvest, Governor William Bradford organized a celebration feast, invited a group of the fledgling colonies, uh, Native American allies, including the chief, now remembered as America's first Thanksgiving. Although the pilgrims themselves probably didn't use the term Thanksgiving, we record it as their Thanksgiving. Their festival was not just one day. It was three days. I kind of like that. While, While no... History or no record exists of the exact banquet's exact meal. The pilgrim chronicler Edward Winslow wrote in his journal that Governor Bradford sent four men on a fouling mission in preparation for the event and that the Indian guests arrived bearing five deers. Providing venison. Historians have suggested that many of the dishes were likely prepared using traditional Native American spices and cooking methods because, you see, the pilgrims had no oven and the Mayflower sugar supply had dwindled down so greatly in 1621, the meal probably did not include pies, cakes, or other desserts, which have, of course, become a hallmark of our celebration in Thanksgiving. What is discovered about these originations, whatever the date is, of this early American holiday, and could we say it actually is a Holy Day, because it is set apart, it is celebrated, it is celebrated with very little, rather than very much. The little they celebrated with, they shared with others, a different culture a different people group. And the others that they celebrated recognized their grateful hearts were directed to a gracious God who had met their need. Their celebration of Thanksgiving is a reminder, as we have already heard of Psalm 100, That gratitude is an expression to God, no matter what the situation. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, 
all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we who have made ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good all the time. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. They, they had no houses and they had no government program to help them build their homes. They had no means of transportation but their very own legs. Their only food came from the bay, the wooded area, what was shared by generous souls. And they had to either plant it or get it for themselves. They had no money and no place to spend it if they had any. They certainly did not have any Black Friday sales to rush to. They had no amusements except what they made up for themselves. No means of communication with their relatives back in England. No social security. No insurance plan or Medicare. But anyone who dared to call them underprivileged would probably have ended up being hung in the gallows. For they did have four of the greatest gifts of all. Provided to all of human creation. Initiative. Courage. A willingness to work. And a faith. In almighty God. Our forefathers had a boundless faith. In God. They have carried that torch even on to our own generation. That almost sounds strange today, does it not? In a time when powerful forces are at hand to strip us and distract us. Distracting us from the reminder that the very foundation of our nation was built up on the conviction that we are one nation under God in whom we trust. Over 150 years later, in 1789, George Washington made this public proclamation of which I will only read a short part. He says, by the President of the United States of America, a, a proclamation. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God to obey His will to be grateful for his benefits and humbly to implore his protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress, did you hear that? Both houses of Congress, 
in agreement, have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledge with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God. Now, therefore, I do recommend and I assign Thursday, the 26th day of November next, to be devoted by the people of the United States to the service of that great and glorious being who is the benefactor, author of all good that was and is and that will come. So read the very first presidential Thanksgiving proclamation in the United States of America. So today, we choose to be and we choose to proclaim thanks even before the proclamation ever was proclaimed, way before the first American Thanksgiving, we choose as children of God to make a joyful noise to the Lord. And if God has gifted you to make a beautiful harmony with that incredible noise, to serve the Lord with gladness, to come into his presence with singing and know that he is God and that he made us and he cares for us and he's got your back. And we enter into his courts, we enter into the places where we serve and we live with praise and thanksgiving. Because why? How come? What for? Because He is good. His mercy, His goodness, His thoughtfulness, His kindness is everlasting. Even to this generation. And His truth will endure to every generation. Even ours. And those who come, thanks be to his name. Amen.